Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This holiday season, Lexus wants you to remember. Nothing feels as good as making others feel good. Those so-called feel-good holiday films? They can't hold a gingerbread-scented candle to the feeling of giving them something that gives them all the feels. Make this December one to remember. Together. Click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Welcome to the MD's Fantasy Football Show. Now, for your host, Dan Mater. Welcome back, MD Nation, to the show. As always, we are back. This is our last recap of the 2019 season. And I'm not going to get too sad yet because we still have two more shows we're going to do this week. We still got the two preview shows on Thursday and Friday like we always do. So I'm not going to be quite leaving you guys just yet. And of course, I should say, as always, I'm your host, Dan Mater of the MD's Fantasy Football Show. I'm so glad that you guys are still listening, are still here, because it's great. It's great to still be able to talk about football for at least one more week before we have to put the rest, enjoy the playoffs, and get ready for the offseason. And because today will be a shorter episode, because we're just doing the Sunday night recap and the Monday night recap, along with the waiver wire report, at the end of the show, we'll talk a little bit about what you can expect over the offseason, what kind of content you expect to be available, and what we'll be working on, what we'll be doing. We have talked about some things already over the past couple of weeks, but there's a few more things that I want to emphasize on to make sure all the listeners, all the fans of the MD's Fan Football Show, everyone part of hashtag MD Nation. It knows exactly what is going to be coming down the pipe to you, what you have to look forward to, and what we're going to be very excited to bring you next season, starting with the offseason. But we have a lot to get into. we got a waiver report for you that's going to be very interesting for those of you who are still playing into your championships in Week 17, which is still dumb, but I know some of you are out there, and it's okay. We're still here for you. Still here for you. I still want you to win. This is why I'm here. It's why I'm still doing the show into Week 17 when... Most of the other podcasts in the industry have stopped. I know that you're still out there, even though I'm going to make fun of you a little bit, but I know you're still out there. And with the waiver report, we're going to have a list of names for you to keep your eyes out on that may even help you for DFS purposes. Some guys that are going to get some run that you weren't paying attention to before and may be able to get at bargain prices on DFS, whether you play FanDuel, DraftKings, whatever the case may be, and maybe help you win some money and have some fun in the last week of the football season before we all have to kick back and enjoy the playoffs and then get ready for the offseason. So we can't wait to get into it here. So we're going to drop that break. We're going to see the other side. And it's going to be similar to what it was yesterday. We're going to have some fun with it. We're going to stick to the big name players. It doesn't have to be as much analysis 
on these guys from an in-depth perception that we normally do because, well, it's week 17. So let's drop that break and get into it on the other side. The MD's Fantasy Football Show is proud to become the newest member of the Belly Up Sports Network. The Belly Up Sports Network is a rising star in the sports industry. After having emerged onto the scene in just a year, they have accrued a massive following with bold articles, standout podcasts, and great debate amongst followers in the forums. Sign up for their newsletter and get access to all of the information throughout the Belly Up Sports Network. Go to bellyupsports.com today to join. Be bold and stand out. So first up, as always, when we, when we talk about this recap show, we kick it off with this Sunday night recap. And there really is not too much to really discuss, right? The Chiefs took care of business. Chicago didn't show up. And pretty much what happened was what I was expecting to happen all week long. That's why I kept harping on, don't play Allen Robinson if you can help it. Don't play Anthony Miller. And it's exactly why I said not to. Look, all all intents and purposes, Allen Robinson wasn't horrible. Six catch, 53 yards, but he doesn't score. He doesn't really give you much. Maybe in full-point PPR leagues, he still gave you double-digit points, but that was about it. He had 12 targets in the game. But Anthony Miller had two. Two targets. One catch for two yards. That was it. I kept seeing you guys all week long. The Kansas City Chiefs are not a great, a good matchup. They are great against perimeter-wide receivers. And depending on which one was going to get moved into the slot more often, that was going to be the more successful player. That was Allen Robinson. More often than not. It's still Mr. Trubisky that you're talking about at the quarterback position who is just, no matter what he's doing, is still a wild card in a sense. You have no idea what kind of production you're going to get out of him. None. He's a terrible quarterback. Unfortunately, I think the Bears are in a situation where they may not be able to move on from him just yet going into next season. But as long as he's the quarterback in Matt Nagy's system, he will bring down guys like Allen Rams and he'll bring down guys like Anthony Miller who will just, they'll have moments They'll have games where they go off, they'll, they'll be fantasy relevant enough, where they'll be on rosters, where they'll be drafted. But this is why you cannot trust the Bears' offense, even going into next season. You can't trust their fantasy value on a consistent basis because Mitchell Trubisky himself is so widely inconsistent. And going up against a defense that has been an above-average defense all season long, it shows you that it doesn't take much to make Mitchell Trubisky be relevant. And they tried to do everything they could. They tried to keep him on RPOs. They tried running him. They tried doing the things that make him feel comfortable. It did not matter. When he's playing as an above average defense, you cannot expect Mitchell Trubisky to come through for you. And that's why you couldn't expect Allen Robinson to have a big game. That's why you couldn't expect Anthony Miller to have a big game. Hopefully you guys listened to the show. Hopefully you took the advice. Hopefully you did not play him. And you're either victorious as a result, or at least Still in it. But on the Chiefs' side of the ball, everything was fine. Patrick Mahomes was fine. 250 yards, two touchdowns. Maybe you're hoping for a better performance, but he didn't lose you the week. He had a solid performance here. Travis Kelsey was his normal dominant self. Eight catches, 74 yards, and a touchdown on nine targets. Has pretty much been the lead receiver over the past month as far as targets go. Over Tyree Kill, even. Who had an okay game in this one. Five catches, 72 yards, but he doesn't score. This is the third game in a row. He doesn't go over 100 yards. Some disappointing things there. But these are the two you've been able to lean on. And they didn't lose you the week at the very least. Travis Kelsey actually did his role, did his part. Hopefully brought a lot of people victory in the Sunday night game. Sammy Watkins. 
this is going to be a guy who's going to be listed as an undraftable piece. I mean, frankly, this is going to be a guy who may not be on the Kansas City Chiefs next season. Remember, they're still paying him $16 million a year. They can get out of his contract this offseason. He is somebody we're going to be watching. The talent has always been there. It's been injuries. And then this season, relatively speaking, he's been actually pretty healthy. He just didn't produce. And he had every opportunity to do so. He should have been the number one wide receiver for a long stretch when Tyreek Hill was out. And that really never came to fruition. It never really became something that it should have been for fantasy football purposes. He never produced at the level that he should have. The targets were there. The offense was there. But he wasn't. Now, some arguments can be made. Was he ever really 100% healthy from earlier in the season? Who knows? But who cares? He's been out in the field. So you have to hold these players accountable when they're at least out on the field, like Sammy Watkins was. He's going to be interesting to watch. I don't I don't think he's in back in Kansas City next year. I think it will be Hardman taking over that role. And where does he go will be the question. Because, like I said, the talent's there. If he ends up in a situation where he's going to be the number one wide receiver or another good offense, people are still going to talk about Sammy Watkins. And I think right now, after this season, after the last few disappointing years, and this is the best offense you could possibly be on, frankly. I don't think Sammy Watkins is going to be somebody who's even going to be draftable. Or if he is, he's somebody you're taking super late because you're just taking a flyer on a guy who, you know, at least has the talent to produce if he can actually execute. And that's going to be the limit of his ceiling. It's really sad to see. I've been a big Sammy Watkins fan ever since he was in college. I think he does have all the talent in the world. It's been really sad to see the guy just not be able to put it together on a consistent basis. Just not able to. Damian Williams, 16 carries, 65 yards. Now, here's the thing about the Chiefs players. If you've been leaning on these guys and you're you're playing in Week 17 for your championship weeks or if you're looking for redraft purposes, they do have something to play for. They are still in a position where they could possibly wind up with the number 2 seed, but it's a big if, right? Because it would take the Miami Dolphins pulling off a miracle and beating the New England Patriots. However, there's enough on the table where the Kansas City Chiefs may elect to still play their starters, may elect to still give themselves a chance for that to happen. So that's that's the silver lining in all of this. Now, we'll know more by the time Thursday and Friday rolls around. We're doing the preview shows. We'll have a better idea of how much we expect these guys to play if we think it might just be a half, if we think they might actually play the whole game, whatever the case and the situation may be. We'll have a better clue then, and make sure you're listening to those shows, which will be live on Sportscaster, sportscaster.com, by the way. You just go to there, you look at at MDFF, let me, let me do that again, at MDFF, belly up USM, that's the username on there that you can watch the videos that are streamed live, and then of course we have the audio version that comes out shortly after on your favorite podcast app, because those are from the home studios. But that's, that's what we're looking at. So we'll have a better idea then. But there is a chance because they do have actually something to play for that you may be able to still lean on Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill. And next week, Damian Williams, now that he has reasserted himself as the lead back for this team. Had a touchdown this one with the receiving touchdown. Three catches, 27 yards. So he does what he needs to do. He's involved enough in both facets of the game. And because the running back situation has been so crappy for the Chiefs, Damian Williams is a guy that could possibly be a low-end RB2, high-end RB3 heading into your matchups next week. That's something to kind of keep in mind there. But it's going to be very interesting to see with this team in the offseason. I think the playoffs will be a telltale. 
for sure. Now, the Bears, on the other hand, I, I should mention them. They obviously will be still playing strong. They will they will try to be 500. They will try to go for that 8-8 eight eight record. They will try to at least end the season with some kind of confidence. That that much I think we can count on. So if next week Allen Robinson, Taylor Gabriel doesn't play again, Anthony Miller will be in the high-end wide receiver four ter- territory. And David Montgomery, you know, a low-end flex, possible bench player. He didn't get a chance to get much work in this game. He only had 13 carries for 57 yards, and that's mostly because, you know, the game script, they were down the entire game by multiple scores. But that's kind of what we've come to expect, right? Tariq Cohen is too involved in the passing game. David Montgomery, if he can't get 20 carries, just has a very low floor. He doesn't find the end zone enough because his offense doesn't put him in that position enough. So you may not be even able to play him, but given that there's going to be some injuries that we have to deal with, given that there's going to be some teams that are going to be benching some of their stars, you may not have better options either. Something to kind of keep in mind there. But that wraps up our recap for Sunday Night Football. Not really much else to go over here. We're going to take a quick break, come back on the other side, we get the Monday Night Recap for you, and don't worry, we still have the waiver wire report after that. The MD's Fantasy Football Show is now partnered with the Unwrapped Sports Network. Unwrapped Sports Network has a top-notch sports blog covering all sports all the time with a team of talented writers. You can also visit their podcast page to listen to this show and several others covering multiple sports. Sign up for their newsletter and never miss a thing at UnwrappedSports.com. Again, that's UnwrappedSports.com. Now we have the Monday night game. Yet another week in which Kirk Cousins shows that he does not show up in prime time football. I mean, the, unless you had Stephon Diggs, the Vikings across the board were disappointing for you for fantasy purposes. Kirk Cousins did nothing. Adam Thielen did absolutely nothing. Mike Boone had a terrible game showing why he is the third string running back on this team. And why that maybe outside of Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison, it's not an automatic that running backs can just produce for this Vikings team right now. Absolutely horrendous. Stephon Diggs, the only one, he comes through with not a huge day, but at least he gets a touchdown on the day, making himself serviceable for fantasy football teams. He didn't lose you the week at the very least. Or he can't be the one to blame anyway. I mean, because technically, if you lost and you had Stephon Diggs, you probably, he did lose you the week because he didn't win it for you, but he got the reason you lost. He's the only one who came through for you on the Minnesota side of the football. I mean, this was just a horrendous. This has been a Green Bay defense that had been something that you could take advantage of, and yet no one showed up because, once again, Kirk Cousins proves that he does not have what it takes in Monday night football, in primetime football. But even Adam Thielen had to be even more of a disappointment. <laughs> I mean, seriously, nothing? Nothing? Wow. Incredible. Meanwhile, the Packers side of the ball. Now, while I told you guys I was not going to play Aaron Rodgers this week, and he was a guy who I wanted definitely on my bench, and his performance was the reason why. He's just, he's not Aaron Rodgers. He's not throwing for multiple touchdowns every single game. You couldn't count on that. And even though Minnesota has a secondary you could take advantage of, they've always played well against Rodgers. He's always had trouble with Mike Zimmer. Always. And I didn't love him this game. But Devontae Adams, of course, he's wide receiver one. Great matchup. And Aaron Jones. Showing you why he's an RB2. Showing you why he has that big play capability. Coming through for you with a huge game. Two touchdowns. Over 150 yards from rushing. Only. And to be clear here, Jamal Williams got hurt late in this game. It wasn't like 
Aaron Jones took over because Jamal Williams suddenly got injured. Aaron Jones was already having a decent game before that even happened. He just took off and showed you his big play capabilities. And him and Devontae Adams, if you were sitting there with one of those guys or both of those guys with a big deficit, unless it was like a 100-point deficit, they came through for you. Because even Adams had a huge game with 13 catches for 116 yards. What a great game. But a lot to take out of there. The one thing with the Packers we're going to have to look at next week, they're not in position to get a first-round buy. I believe. I don't think they have the tiebreaker on the Saints or so or, or whoever the Seattle 49er game winds up being. I don't believe they have the tiebreaker there either. So I think they are stuck at that third seed pretty much no matter what. So they are a team that we're going to have to worry about benching some of their guys. Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones. The I we'll have like I said, we'll see tomorrow get get the exact clear playoff picture. You know, by the time you're listening to this podcast, we'll probably have a better idea. So when we preview, we'll ha- we'll have a better idea. But from my understanding of it, the Packers may not have anything to play for, and now they beat the Minnesota Vikings this week. And on the flip side, the Vikings may have nothing to play for because they have the wild card locked up. They can't change their seating in any kind of way. We already know Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison won't play. The question will be, do they bench Kirk Cousins? Do they bench Stephon Diggs? I mean, we'll have to see. Are they guys that can even be trusted to play the entire game if they don't get benched? These, unfortunately, are two teams that have a lot of talent, a lot of fantasy stars that, frankly, may not be available to you next week. But just make sure you're turning into the preview because we'll know more by then and we'll be able to get you guys informed and know exactly what you're getting yourselves into into these matchups or at least have a better idea at that point. Right now, just recapping these games, we don't really know as of yet how teams are going to react and practice and whatnot. But I feel really bad for people who had Adam Thielen. I feel really bad for people who played Mike Boone on a prayer that was going to win him their week. I feel really bad if you pretty much had a Minnesota Viking. Because if you had a Green Bay Packer, you're only going to play Jones or Adams at this point. Nobody else has been trustworthy to play him in a championship week. So you pretty much got the production that you would want out of the Packers in the first place. But that wraps up the Monday Night Recap. We're going to go ahead and take one last break and get to the waiver wire report on the other side. The MD's Fantasy Football Show is proud to become a new member of Overtime Heroics. Overtime Heroics is a fantastic sports media platform for sports fans all around the world to come and participate in their extensive forums. And now with the merger of the Land Sports Network, the website will soon have great content available from extremely well-written articles to entertaining and informative podcasts from all sports for you to enjoy. All you have to do is register for free at OvertimeHeroics.com to participate. Again, that's OvertimeHeroics.com. Now, this is normally the part of the show that I would say is my favorite part, and it still is today. This is normally where I would say we put Week 16 to rest. We look forward to Week 17. But really, in this situation, you can't really put Week 16 to rest necessarily for two reasons. I mean, one, most of you, your season's done. But two, Week 17 is, if you're playing in Week 17, it means you're playing it as part of your championship for Week 16. I don't know any fantasy leagues out there that play week 17 as their one week be all championship matchup and week 16 as a semifinal that's not usually how it works it's usually a combination of week 16 and week 17 scores so what you did in week 16 still sticks with you so it's hard to put that to rest but 
It still stands. You have to put it away. Everything you think you know, everything you think you've leaned on at this point, because it's week 17, because there's so many things up in the air, you have to look at guys that you've never looked at in a million years for this week. And we're going to have more to talk about too. But just to start off with this list is kind of give you guys an idea. We kick it off with a guy like Travis Homer. Less than 1% owned. Now I know, I know, I know that there yesterday was talks and clarification that the Seahawks went out. They signed Robert Turbin. They had Marshawn Lynch take a physical. It looks like he's going to sign if he has not by the time you listen to this podcast on Tuesday already. But as far as Travis Homer goes for his value this Sunday, it's a tough matchup against the 49ers. And while that may be the case, he's going to get the workhorse role. Robert Turbin, Marshawn Lynch are not going to be very involved this upcoming week, if at all, frankly. There's a chance it doesn't even wind up happening at all for this particular week. But he's going to get all the work. All the passing down work, majority of the carries... The only thing you may have to worry about is that maybe, maybe if they get in the goal line, they bring in Marshawn Lynch. Maybe. But I like Travis Homer a lot, especially if you're in half-point, full-point PPR leagues. This is the guy who has a safe floor. He doesn't have a high ceiling. He's playing in San Francisco 49ers. We all know this. But he's a flex guy who can come in. If you're a Mark Ingram owner, if you're you know, somebody else who might not be playing, Chris Carson owner, whatever the case may be, may be able to come in and just provide you with a floor just because of the volume that will be there. That's the first thing for you that you wouldn't think of in a million years. Next guy I want to talk about in that similar mold is Justin Watson. 6% owned. If you watched any of that Tampa Bay-Houston game, you saw that Justin Watson was somebody that Jameis Winston was not afraid to throw the ball to. He's a bigger type of guy. He was a guy who can be utilized in the goal line. He wound up getting a touchdown. And he didn't have a crazy stat line. I believe it was only six catches for 43 yards. We talked about in yesterday's game. But there's a guy who has a high target share, second to Brashad Perryman. And the, the Buccaneers are still going to throw the ball this week. He is somebody who might actually enter the low-end wide receiver three conversation this week. That's how crazy it is. Justin Watson who most of you probably never even heard of before last week. So that's another name. Another guy I want to talk about is actually a little bit more well-known, and I'm surprised he's not owned in more leagues, quite frankly, and that's Greg Ward. 10% owned, but he's been seeing a decent target share. And now with the injury to Zach Ertz, who may not even be able to play, it may be Greg Ward and Dallas Goddard and nobody else to throw the ball to in a plus matchup against the New York Giants. Greg Ward's in a great position to possibly see 7 to 10 targets in this upcoming game. And over the past couple of weeks, he's actually had a decent floor. He had 79 yards this past week. So Greg Ward's somebody who I kind of like. And I like him for DFS. I actually played in one of my DFS tournaments as a guy who I could get on the super cheap, who I knew was going to get some volume, and I knew just wasn't going to dud it out for me. And I wound up winning some money. So Greg Ward is somebody you can kind of take a look at in Week 17. It's a great match against the New York Giants. He's going to get a lot of targets. That's the type of guy you want to look for. Type of guy who's going to be cheap in DFS. Type of guy who might be able to come out of the woodwork and you'll be able to find on the waiver wire because, like I said, on average, throughout all the major platforms, he's only owned on a 10% basis. So that's another guy to keep your eyes out on. These other two, I'm a little confused. I, I almost had to recheck my numbers to make sure this was correct, but DeAndre Washington at 48% and Anthony Miller at 46%, they make the waiver wire report today because they're under 50% owned, which I th- was really surprising to me. I don't expect Taylor Gabriel to be back this week. Anthony Miller will have a better game. 
And DeAndre Washington, I don't expect them to play Josh Jacobs. They did come out. They said there's a chance. We'll watch the practice report. Make sure you're following me along on Twitter at MDSFFshow. We'll be up to date this week, even with the holiday, even with everything going on. Because like I said, I am here for all of you. I want you guys to win your championships no matter what league you are in. That includes making sure you're prepared for Week 17. And being part of that preparation will be Josh Jacobs. Right? I can't see how they play him. I know they said there's a chance, but with a guy dealing with a broken shoulder who's definitely going to be the future of your backfield and possibly really your offense unless you add another pass-catching weapon on that team, there's no reason to think they're really going to run him out there. I, I would really be surprised if that wound up being the case. Especially since DeAndre Washington has proven himself to be capable given a 20-plus carry workload. He has. So he's somebody who's, if he's still available, you got to pick him up. Have to. One guy I want to mention is, you know, tight end position has been crapshoot all season long, right? And going into week 17, it even becomes more so because guys like Mark Andrews, I, he might play. I don't expect him to play. The only reason there might be a slimmer of hope in like his situation, for instance, is because the Baltimore Ravens came out and already said, had a list of players that definitely were not playing in week 17. He actually was not on that list, which surprised me because, I mean, this is the, their number one pass catcher, right? He, he's, he's had injuries. They have a bunch of tight ends. So while they haven't announced it yet, it doesn't mean they won't later on in the week. So I kind of keep in mind. But just that's just an example. And one of the guys who are available who's had a really a strong month to end out the season so far is Janu Smith. 15% owned. This is a guy who's had a pretty high target share. Especially with Corey Davis getting banged up in and out of the lineup. Eight, the, second, the guy who's been getting the second most targets next to A.J. Brown has been Janu Smith. And if you're in PPR leagues, half-point PPR leagues, he's had a decent floor for you, and he's been able to make some big plays and able to score. So he's, he's definitely a tight end who I would have my eyes on if you're playing this week. He's definitely a tight end I would have my eyes on if you're in DFS leagues this week. I like Janu Smith quite a bit here. One guy, pretty obvious, Gus Edwards, 10% owned. You don't love the matchup against the Pittsburgh Steelers, but RG3 in the game, they're going to run the football. It's what they do. They're going to mostly run up with Gus Edwards. Yes, Justice Hill will be sprinkled in there for sure and will be the pass catcher. So if you want to take a chance on him in DFS, if you want to take a chance on him in full-point PPR leagues, he's somebody who's not going to be out of the question. But his volume has been so far and few in between. And this is a great game to just give Gus Edwards the ball 20 times in the game. You don't have to win this game. They're not going to go all out. Gus Edwards is a must-pick up this week and probably one of the top guys you really should be targeting, even though he has a tougher matchup because he's got a great chance to score. And get 18 to 20 carries. One last name I'm going to mention for this waiver wire report is John Ross. 13% owned. Had a good target share last week. Now, last week, obviously, was a crazy game with the Miami Dolphins. But going up against Cleveland Browns, who are hurting on defense, not playing very well, look like a team who's in disarray, looks like a team that the Bengals will have to throw the ball a ton on as well, most likely. John Ross is in a position where he can be that big play threat. And I probably like him a little bit more for DFS than I do for your redraft leagues because he does have a low floor. But this is a guy who still has the speed. And because he was able to play at a full clip last week, you have faith that he's healthy enough that if he's able to get the opportunity, he has the explosiveness to make that big play. That's what John Ross is all about. And I think because of the target share that he's looking at with no Auden Tate and the Cincinnati Bengals offense, really, frankly, just YOLO, don't care. Throw it out there. Go for it all. You have nothing to lose. You already locked up the number one seed. Or I should just say, not the number one seed, but the number one draft pick. Then yeah, 
I mean, there's no reason to think they won't try to be aggressive in this game. The Ohio Bowl. Why not? You got nothing to lose. Everything to gain. Especially for these guys who are playing in this game. Who, like John Ross and Andy Dalton, may be auditioning for other teams. May not be coming back to the Cincinnati Bengals. So I like John Ross quite a bit in this week as a, as a sneaky sleeper, home run threat type of player. And he's only 13% owned on average. That wraps up the waiver wire report. We're going to have more guys like this that we're going to talk about in the preview shows. There are going to be other guys that are going to be available on your waiver wire that as we get more confirmation about players who are not playing this particular week because they're getting rested or what have you, that are going to be available for you to go pick up. So there's going to be more guys that we have to keep on the lookout for. It's, it's, I mean, we basically should call week 17 the sleeper week because that, that's what it is. Now, before we wrap down the show... Uh, here's what I want to get into with you guys. So we talked about, you know, we talked about how we're going to be doing sportscaster videos uh, throughout the off season, throughout the winter, before March, and it'll just be on sportscaster. So again, at sportscaster.com, go to at mdff belly up usn, and what we're going to be doing on there is player profiles for the draft. It's going to be guys coming out of college, guys who are looking on the draft hopefuls from a fantasy perspective. So we'll be looking at quarterbacks, wide receivers, running backs, tight ends. We'll be looking at those type of players what we think their capabilities are, what our scouting reports on them, and what we think that they can produce for you on a fantasy level, whether it be for Dynasty or whether we think they can be guys that can produce at a high level even in their rookie seasons. And we're going to go through all that. And there'll be quicker videos. Like I said, they're going to be player profiles. So it's going to be a video on one player that will go through a scouting report, hopefully view some tape, and kind of go over it with you and then decide you know, what our ceiling, what our potential is for these players, what their capabilities are whether we like them or not. So that's some of the things we're going to be doing on Sportscaster. We also talked about what our you know, schedule is going to be. We talked about the fact that once free agency comes around, we'll be back to one episode a week all the way up until June, and then we'll ramp it up to two episodes a week all the way until the season starts in September. We'll be back to four. And that every single episode in the summer, in the offseason, will be live streamed on Sportscaster as well. Now, we're we're still hoping. We don't have it confident, or well, I shouldn't say we don't have it definite yet. Not confident. We're confident that we will try to get this up, but not definite yet that we will be also streaming from places like YouTube and Facebook at the same time. But we do know for sure right now that it will be on Sportscaster all throughout the offseason. All of them will be available except for the player profiles. All the episodes will be available in the audio versions as well, and you're going to have us all year long because, frankly, fantasy football has become nearly an all-year sport, and it's a lot of fun for us to be able to do, and it allows me to be consistent with you guys, and I like being able to come back. I don't like going on long hiatuses where I don't get to talk to you guys in MD Nation because you guys are great. You're great listeners, and I really appreciate it. So we have that to look forward to. We talked about that. The big thing that I've kind of only mentioned a little bit is the fact that we're going to be coming out with our own shop online. You're going to be able to go to the website, www.mdffshow.com. Our hope is to have it up sometime by late January, early February. And it's just going to be a long list of merchandise. It's going to be MD Sandy football sh- merchandise. They'll have you know t-shirts and hoodies and, and sweatpants, m- coffee mugs, all kinds of stuff we're going to have available to you guys. But it's not just going to be MD Sandy football show gear, which I are definitely going to be you know great wares, by the way. But we're also going to have you know some fantasy football general competition t-shirts, sayings, phrases, stuff that you want to use and wear to talk trash with when you go to your drafts next year for your leagues, stuff that you're going to want to buy in for general use as well, uh, just that are just related to fantasy football content in general. 
So we're going to have a lot of that kind of stuff available to you guys too. That's going to be all in the shop. We're going to use some of it to get for giveaways. We're going to have more contests next year. I'm very excited for that. And that's all going to be something that we're going to be working on very hard as soon as pretty much as soon as this week's over. Like for us, it's not really going to be an off season here for me at MD's Fantasy Football Show. Not really, because there's a lot of stuff that I want to get off the ground for you guys next season. As soon as this week ends, it's pretty much back to the workshop for me, and I'm going to be working nonstop to provide not just the shop, but all of this new content coming out to you guys. We're going to be around for you all year long and keeping your fantasy football minds sharp. That is what I vow to you. So there's really not going to be an off season to me. I'm go I go right right to the back, back to the workshop, and start again. And we're going to be back even bigger and better and more entertaining and more informative and helping you be even more successful if that's possible unless you won the championship and then we'll continue your success hopefully next season that's that's my promise to you that's what we're going to be working on so i just want to mention the shop that's when that launches you guys will know because i'll be blasting it out all over social media in the days to come once we have once we know it's going to be up and running and when exactly that's that's going to be so i just wanted to mention that for you guys so you all know it's coming down the pipe I hope you guys enjoyed the show. We'll be back on Thursday, live on Sportscaster and on the audio version, previewing week 17. Cannot wait. Everyone, have a Merry Christmas. Have a wonderful time. I hope you guys get all the gifts that you want. And I will be seeing you guys on Thursday. Thank you for listening to the MD's Fantasy Football Show. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Baker's, fresh for everyone.